the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Our thanks to Dr. Mark Caleb Smith, Cedarville University, a smart voice, a well-informed voice on all things politics and beyond politics. We appreciate uh, him being available, and Cedarville University is a great place to send your kids. Um, my daughter is not going there, but I, selfishly, I wanted her to go there. It would be a lot easier for me to watch her play sports at Cedarville than it would be to watch her where she's going, but uh, I'm happy she's going to a Christian school. And um, if you're looking for a good Christian school in this area, Cedarville, about an hour away, and uh, they'll do a great job educating your kids. You get an authentic biblical education uh, at Cedarville University. I wanted to play you a comment from a guy that I think is super smart, and I rue his exit from politics, because I think our politics is populated by uh, largely bad leaders and people who are in it as a job, as a way to connect themselves to power, not because they really want to serve people, not because they go where the truth leads them. I'm talking about Trey Gowdy. Uh, Trey Gowdy uh, did serve in Congress, thought he did a great job on uh, committees. I always found his questioning of uh, people who had to appear before Congress to be uh, (laughs) really uh, unforgiving, uh, regardless of your political persuasion. So it's no surprise that Trey Gowdy would have a smart way uh, for us to get back on track as a country that would not be tilted toward contending that one side is always right and one side is always wrong. This country is not going to be united because of some speech made by a president or former president. It will only be united when the people are sick and tired of the conflict. Mm. Contrast is fine. Conflict. It will be a bottom-up unification. It will not be because of some speech made of Mar-a-Lago or Statuary Hall. Yeah, and it's certainly not going to be by a speech by Joe Biden, uh, like the one he gave today, which was all about a rehash of January 6th through the prism of people were crazy to protest an election. I mean, they were crazy to riot. They were outside the bounds of the law to riot. They should have been arrested. Uh, Not only was January 6th, I said it was the only day where Republicans and Democrats can agree that violence against police officers is bad. It's also the only riot in history that Democrats agree should have been put down more forcefully, by force. All the other riots were mostly peaceful, even though things were burned and businesses were ruined and lives were ruined and people's lives were taken by Antifa, BLM, uh, Chaz Chop in Seattle. Uh, Those riots were fine. And that's really what Trey Gowdy is talking about, is that if we got back to a system where truth prevailed and you didn't 
tilt your view of something based upon your political persuasion, we'd be in a much better position. We get, for the most part, the government we deserve. And when you reward fame as, as, as the ultimate political virtue, you're going to get people who do nothing. They have no interest in legislating. They have no interest in doing their job. They just simply want to be famous. And, and you know, Dana, I, I, I don't like relativism. I don't like duplicity. There are Republicans who have voted both for and against contempt citations for the failure to produce documents. There are Democrats who have voted both for and against. And it depends on whether or not they like the person who's being asked for the documents. Mm -hmm. I mean, Eric Holder, Republicans could not wait to hold him in contempt of Congress for, for, for not producing documents in Fast and Furious. But somehow or another, the analysis is different when someone who's supposed to be on our team also refuses to provide documents. So just have one set of rules. If you have one set of rules, even if we don't like the rules, just one set and stop with this relativism and this duplicity, then I think the American people can begin to say, you know what, we can coalesce around that. Yeah, I have no problem with Mark Meadows giving up whatever documents this committee wants, although I don't think this committee is a is a bipartisan committee. Liz Cheney's on it. I don't think that – and that's the danger in if you're Jim Jordan or if you're Steve Bannon or if you're one of these people who's been – subpoenaed by the so-called bipartisan committee, uh, you're going to have your 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 behavior uh, painted as the worst possible thing it could be. So, but do I want an honest record? Look, if Trump was behind this, if he planned it, if he cheered it, if he encouraged it, I don't fear for one second him being held responsible for that as, oh my, that'll kill our chances of winning in 2022 or 2024. I've said before, a lot of you don't like it. It's my best, and I always try to give you my best and most honest assessment. The worst thing that could happen for Republicans dominating, dominating in 2022 and 2024 is if Trump continues to be the head of the party and if Trump runs for president, that does not mean I don't think he did a good job as president. I think he did an exemplary job as president when it came to policy. But he was not a uniter. He was not a great leader. And why would he have been? He is the epitome of what Trey Gowdy talked about with a celebrity affinity we have in our country. And Obama was the same way. A celebrity affinity we have with this... I don't know, Instagram, social media obsession we have in our country? I mean, doesn't it tell you that we are way beyond the pale, way beyond being smart about picking our leaders? That if you were to ask me right now, who are the two Democrats that I fear could win another term as president in 2024? Because Biden can't. But who are the two Democrats that I would fear would have a chance in the 2024 election? The two that I would give you are Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. Two people who are completely unqualified to lead as president. And they're not unqualified because they're women. And they're not unqualified because they're black women. They're unqualified because they've never done anything like it. Trump truly was not qualified to be president. I was stunned he was as good a president as he was. But the fact that he had led 
a billion-dollar corporation, had hired people, had dealt with complex issues, had fought against government entities in New York to get things done. I think it prepared him in ways that I didn't foresee that it prepared him. But we need to pick people who have groomed themselves with their lives, not by having a TV show and not by standing next to somebody who himself was elected president because he was more of a celebrity than qualified in Barack Obama. The Republican Party has a lot of options. Ron DeSantis is a great option. I want to see whether Josh Hawley and Tom Cotton are great options. I think my Mike Pompeo is an option worth considering. I think Nikki Haley is an option worth considering. We have a deep bench and we have a bench of qualified candidates. The Democrats do not. So they might run Oprah. They might run Michelle Obama. They might run George Clooney. And you know what? They might win. And we would all suffer for it. It's not like we're not suffering now, though. Uh, Joe Biden today uh, spent a bunch of time demonizing Donald Trump, demonizing the people who voted for Trump and the people, because all of you, including myself, are the same awful, terrible person as those who assaulted police, jumped over and crashed through barriers, and forced our way into the Capitol. We're all that whether we were there or not. I, I was here in my studio in Columbus, Ohio, but I, I was there in spirit just because I voted for Donald Trump. That was the message Joe Biden gave today. His message was, I'm the president. You better not forget it. You're evil because you dare to vote for someone with an R next to their name. Then he answered questions from reporters. Well, he answered at least one. And I found after hearing him talk about me, 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 he had the audacity to say this to the reporters afterward who asked him about, hey, wasn't that a kind of a divisive speech? It's not about me. It's not about the vice president. It really isn't. That's the thing that bothers me most about the sort of attitude that seems to be emerging to some degree in American politics. It's not about you. It's about me. That's how it's viewed. But it's not about me. It's not about whether I'm president or she's vice president. It's about the system and about somebody who decides to put himself above everything. And uh, so. I mean, really? It's not about me? It was about you for 35 to 40 minutes. It was all about you. That's all you said was me, 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 me. I'm the president. Don't forget it. I'm the president. I'm legitimate. Trump went to court. He didn't win. So here's more from Joe Biden and uh, the subliminal, subliminal voice inside his head. So let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. It's not about me. <clears throat> he built his lie over months. It's not about me. It wasn't based on any facts. It's not about me. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext. It's not about me. To cover for the truth, he's not just a former president. It's not about me. He's a defeated former president. It's not about me. Defeated by a margin of over 7 million of your votes. It's not about me. In a full and free and fair election. It's not about me. There is simply zero proof 
the election results were inaccurate. It's not about me. It's not about the vice president. It really isn't. In fact, in every venue where evidence had to be produced, an oath to tell the truth had to be taken, the former president failed to make his case. It's not about me. Yeah, it's not about him. Remember that. It's not about him. He's the president. Don't you forget it. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer, January the 6th. Big day for the liberal media, for those who are gripped by a desire to lie to get their point across. Uh, Columbus Dispatch story today, written by Haley B. Miller. She's an awful reporter. She does not prioritize truth. She prioritizes politics. Early in the story, there is this quote. Five people, including a Capitol Police officer, died in the attack that began after Trump supporters gathered for a rally calling on lawmakers not to certify the election results based on lies and misinformation. Five people did not die in the attack. A Capitol Police officer did not die in the attack. This is not an arcane, hard-to-find fact. This is a widely debunked, oft-spread lie by the left that the dispatch, and Haley B. Miller, it's her byline, chose to report to further their agenda. They are not in the business of telling you the truth. That is a disgraceful, willful mistake by her And I told you last week when we talked about Alan Miller retiring as editor of the Dispatch that it was good news he was getting out. It was terrible news that he was going to teach journalism at Denison University to poison the minds of future reporters. And I guaranteed you that the person who would take his place would be worse. And that is evidence that I was right. The person who took his place and allowed that to happen without a retraction, without Haley B. Miller being fired for doing that, is absolute proof that the dispatch is in worse hands now than it was when Alan Miller was the editor of that paper. Were any of the January 6th stories published anywhere equated to other similar uprisings? Did you know Wisconsin teachers stormed the state capitol in Madison? Of course not. To protest, probably what, having to go back to work instead of Zooming in their day? Uh, These kinds of things happen. They are always wrong when they happen. Riots are never the answer, but they are not the exclusive property of the Republican Party, and the only time it happened was not on January the 6th. The 2016 presidential election that elected Donald Trump was accompanied by riots, was widely disputed, still is disputed by Hillary Clinton, Al Gore disputed, The election where George Bush was elected by a hanging chad. Democratic congresspeople from the state of Ohio refused to certify that election. Democratic congresspeople refused to attend the inauguration of Donald Trump. For this to be portrayed as some kind of unique, solitary experience is a lie. And when people lie to you, they have a reason for lying to you. Now, I want to end the show today by putting you on notice if you are expecting a child. Chances are, if you're listening to this show, you are pro-life. 
But if you know someone who is expecting and they are considering aborting their child because of one of these awful prenatal tests where a company like LabCorp or Quest Diagnostics or one of these companies that draws blood and then tells you all about what your baby is going to be like. Oh, better abort. It's got Down syndrome. Better abort. It's got this. It's got that. Oh, the genetic markers are blah. No less liberal authority than the New York Times has published an investigative piece where they found that up to 85% of these tests are inaccurate. Inaccurate. And this is very, very scary in the fact that a lot of expectant moms and dads base their decision to abort their child on the fact that, oh, the tests tell us ahead of time that the child may not be perfect. So we'll have it exterminated and try again in a couple of months. Here's Cynthia Tenney of the Daily Wire uh, summarizing, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Charlotte Pence Bond of the Daily Wire summarizing the story. A study from 2016 from the same group discovered that in the United States, 33% fewer babies with Down syndrome were born each year, even as average maternal age continues to rise. And that's only Down syndrome, of course. These other tests for genetic disorders also lead to women getting abortions too, especially because many of them are carried out very early in pregnancy. And many women make their decision based on these tests alone. A study from 2014 showed that 6% of women who received a positive test result got an abortion without getting an additional test to be sure it was right. We should know these kinds of tests are not regulated by the FDA, which some say would impact at least how the tests are advertised to prospective parents, since many of the companies claim their results are, quote, highly accurate and provide, quote, peace of mind. Yeah, they're highly accurate and they promote peace of mind. And they prompt people to kill healthy children who would not do it if not prompted by these tests that are not certified by the FDA. And again, I I hear you. <laughs> what is FDA certification worth now, Bruce? What is anything with the stamp of approval from the public health officials in our country worth? Uh, not a lot. I get your skepticism. But in this case, and we went through this with our girls. Do you want us to do this test? We're like, no, we're having the child. Nothing you could tell us about this child will keep us from having the child. And I know a personal story of a very good friend of mine whose wife was being treated for breast cancer. And the doctors were like, oh, you should abort this child because we don't have any data that tells us how this child will emerge from the womb given the very strong drugs you're taking to battle breast cancer. And the husband and the wife were like, well, we'll leave it in God's hands. And that girl just graduated from Upper Arlington. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's perfect in every way. So another example besides COVID where the tests are wrong. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.